What's up? Casey here. And I have something really awesome to share with you. In one week, we start the summer 2021 collective. If you are studying for your BCBA or BCABA exam, and you have no effing idea where to start, we are your girls and we've got your back. The Summer Collective runs from May 3rd to July 7th, and we meet every Monday and Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We break the entire task list down with real, raw, relatable, dirty, funny examples. We will be your behavior boot camp trainers for 10 weeks. Head over to studynotesaba.com and sign the F up. See you on Monday. Mwah. Study Notes ABA, ABA in a little X-rated way. It's behavior, bitches. Hey guys, it's Liat and Casey, and we are here with episode ninety, freaking seven. Casey, what do you have today for us with episode ninety-seven? Bring it home, girl. Episode 97, being in my new office is like heaven. Oh my God, Casey, tell everyone and their friends about your new office. So as you all know, or whoever has listened and knows our story, I have been working at home, but in home, my um, husband and I have a very tiny little apartment that we love. But I've been working in this tiny two-by-two-foot um Square. What is the actual square footage of your apartment? I think it's like 600 square feet total. So like both bedrooms, the living room, and the kitchen and the bathroom. It's so small. So um, for like a year now, I've been working in that tiny little area. I fit my bike there, my spin bike, my desk, my chair, my rolly cart with my like study stuff. And I don't know how it all fit there. But anyways, the work from home was just getting very isolating. Um, and that's actually interesting because we're going to be talking about loneliness today in the podcast. But I was able, so incredibly blessed and lucky that in the commercial um, building in front of my home, a spot opened up that was perfect for um, a little office. And I'm here and I could not be feeling more free or motivated. It just is something I can't even explain. Like getting up and going somewhere in the morning. Instead of just hopping between like my bed right to my chair, right to my thing, like over and over, I'm just like spinning in circles. So yeah, that's my news. I mean, it's a big effing deal. If you guys didn't know, and if you have never been in the collective, you would never know that like you might hear Matt fart or something because they're (laughs) literally living in like a shoebox. Like I don't let him flush the toilet when I'm teaching. I don't let him get ice when I'm teaching. And it's created this like – um. It's not healthy. Like when I snap at him like that and like he's just trying to live his life like and we teach at eight o'clock at night and he's just getting ready to like settle down, maybe want a cocktail and watch TV and he can do none of that. For the last year, I've made him just like sit in the bedroom in silence. No, I'm just kidding. I, he has a gaming system. He's totally fine. I'm, but anyway, we're being so dramatic here. we're being dramatic. But anyways, um, yeah, so it's really, really exciting um, and it's funny because they're not funny. I don't know what what is wrong with me traumatic in my past, but like I never think that I deserve something. Like leading up to like signing this lease, I talked myself out of it like every day. I'd be like, no, you're, you do not need this, Casey. This is like, you can just keep working from home. Everything's fine. Like 
go for more walks or whatever it is. And you don't, you know, it's just crazy to get your own office. You don't, I just told myself every day, like self-doubt. And luckily I have a Liat who's like, yes, you fucking do deserve this. <laughs> like you work harder than anyone I know. We just had this talk this morning. So yeah, Casey I'm here. literally works harder than anyone I know. It's I love to, kind I love of to work. All right. So I digress um, because I need to read this amazing review that we got. And okay. I love it. Give us the review. And then I think we need to catch people up on life because it has been a minute. Well, maybe they don't know it's been a minute because we were at one point so on our game getting like podcasts done way in advance. They don't know that we have not done for a couple of weeks. So we need to get people caught the fuck back up. But anyways, give us our review of the day, Casey. Tell us how much people love us. I haven't heard it for a while and I really need it today. I haven't looked at them in a little while, so it did make me happy this morning. So this comes in from Molly. And this is really cool. Not a BCBA student, but I love this podcast. My friend who was studying for her BCBA shared this podcast on Instagram and I decided to give it a listen because the topic sounded interesting. I'm not a psychology student. I actually work in advertising. Cool. But the topics, conversations, and guests are so interesting that I absolutely fell in love with this series. Really interesting to get a psychological perspective on so many relevant issues. So that was really cool. There's a lot of amazing people listening to the podcast that are studying for their exam or in the field, but it's really cool to see, um, other than my aunt who texts me every Monday, like, I love the episode. Uh, it's nice to see people out in other, you know, fields that are tuning in and find it useful, helpful, and entertaining. So thanks, Molly, for that review. Love you. Mean it. Molly, thank you. Love you. Really, really mean it. Don't want to like one-up you or anything here. All right, guys. So I think it's time for a little behavior bitches check-in. What's been going on? Obviously, Casey got this new office, which is a BFD and We are so excited about it. She's been in there two days. And maybe if she sounds echoey today, it's because she literally is in there with – It's kind of bare. Yeah. It kind of looks like a fire station right now, like with the (laughs) brick, like old school fire station vibes, Um, which which we hope is going to be cool. Like we – Casey, I'm hoping she decorates it cool. I said this is Snappa's first corporate office. We need you to represent (laughs) us well. Um. I did for a while when I had the flamingo room case, so now it's your turn. I got uh, you, girl. I'm just waiting on my Amazon orders to come on in so I can ha- have some fun and decorate and make it homey so that it's not so sterile <laughs> right now. So, yeah. Um, but also, I mean, that's I, so my new baby is my office, right? I, I feel like I'm spring ahead. I'm so excited. But what happened with you? My new baby came out of somewhere else, and I have a new baby that decided to come three months early, and I'm talking about like an actual baby. Um, so on April 2nd, at about 7.30 p.m., I gave birth to the most beautiful baby boy. He is now, perfect. He is so, so cute, but this was a shock seeing that I was due on June 4th, so literally April. So two, eight, yeah, two months early? Two months early. Um, my water broke, 
Well, it actually it started off. I I so let me fill you guys in a little bit. Um, I I was not feeling well as a pregnant woman. Uh, I had I could barely walk. Literally the day before I had the baby, Ellie Run and I went to a Lazy Boy store, and I was like, I don't fucking care how ugly these Lazy Boys are. I'm getting one. I can't move. My body had literally. I mean, Casey saw me. She came to Dallas. I like, I couldn't bend. I couldn't stand. I couldn't sit. Your I, little tiny, like five foot one frame, could not handle. I was joking. <laughs> we're so like, we're so honest with each other. I'm like, there's nothing cute about you being pregnant. <laughs> like, I was she the was least just cute pregnant girl ever. She was so swollen. Every single part of her body was swollen. Um, ev- just she looked so uncomfortable. I felt horrible, and um, so. I knew the baby was going to come early, especially with your health issues. I was like, there's no – when I left Texas that um, week, I think you had the baby like not even a week after I left. But I, I called it. I'm like, there is no way. Like you Did knew the you? baby – yeah, you knew the baby was already measuring in the 99 percentile. So like I wasn't too worried about it coming early, but I was like, it, he has to. She can't live eight more weeks like this. You were in such chronic pain and like flare-ups, you couldn't even open your eyes. She would come on morning meetings, like, I'm like, what are you doing? Go back to bed. You're scaring me. <laughs> like it was Dude, horrible. It's weird because it sounds like I'm so mind fucked right now. I have to be honest. Like we're talking about this like it's like in the past. I'm like, suddenly time is so confusing to me. I'm like, we talk about this like it's like past tense. So also, guys. Because my baby was born so early, he's in the NICU at um, the hospital, which is so amazing. And it's it's really amazing to see the technology now or how far medicine has come that like your baby can literally continue growing as if they're still in the womb. But in their little, they call them isolates in the NICU, which are essentially their incubators. But it sounds fancier saying they're isolate. And you go visit your baby and but it's just like kind of really like a well you came fun. home without a baby like i keep trying to tell you and like it's been only what maybe a week now a week? no two weeks that he's no, been in the NICU? like i think it's like 11 days but you only came home recently so you were with in the hospital there with him but now that you're home and but i you- wasn't with him guys i was completely isolated i think i should throw that in there because i was not healthy at all post-delivery. No, she had C. diff, which is like the worst diarrhea ever, and it's super contagious. So there was so much going on. I I just wanted to like fly there. I don't know why I didn't. I should have just flown out, but I was afraid and just like – No, you don't you- want to catch C. diff, bro. No. And so – but yeah, so now you're home. Baby's still in NICU doing really well, but you're just kind of like, all right, so do it. Now what? Like life hasn't really changed. It's like this slow really roll into parenting. Yeah, it's very confusing because I'm like, I'm like, oh, well – Life is the same, so I should just be back at work and doing the same things. But then I'm like, maybe I am tired, my body. I don't know. I'm I'm very confused, guys. But anyways, the, the, the most important part is that I had the most beautiful baby boy who I will reveal to the world soon. Um, I know. It's so weird, too, because, like, with your religion, like, for me, like, I would have been posting pics, like, in literally when he came out of me, like – and so like, I have all these photos of him that I take, and I'm like, I can't even post them. I just want to post. But like in your well, you religion, know though. I did it. I know. It's not even – this is not even a religious thing because he's here. So Casey was so confused because she really wanted to make a baby shower. And 
and like start getting stuff for the baby, which now I understand why, because I mean, he, he did come two months early and at the hospital, they're like, like when they decided that they had to deliver me, they're like, okay, do you have health insurance for him? I'm like, no. Do you have a car seat? No. Do you have one onesie? Anything? Like <laughs> one article no. of clothing. Like literally no. Because in a, like a lot of Jewish people, especially Middle Eastern, like my husband, are really like superstitious about getting things before the baby comes. The baby is here now. So I really could share a picture and I think I should. I just because he like started off with like a rougher start in the NICU and stuff, I like didn't want to risk anything. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm also I told you I'm like confused with everything right now. I'm like, do I post a picture? Do I not? Like usually I'm just in this confused phase. It's like you like had this kid, but you don't have them home. You're just confused. You're like, oh wait, I'm a parent. What? Oh, yeah, okay. I'm confused, guys, but I'm coming back slowly, slowly. Well, but and I think I'm also trying to do it fast, so it's weird. I don't know, guys. It's it's really a mind fuck. I don't know how else to put it. And guess what? I've got your back, okay? So Casey has literally <laughs> – guys, I cannot talk highly enough about Casey, and I know it's annoying, but like – YOLO. And I'm sorry, peanut butter and jelly. But obviously, if you are here, peanut butter and jelly, you're still listening. So like we're doing something right. But Casey, I have to give her this reinforcement with thousands of people hearing it. I have never seen someone. I could not be luckier with who I work with and with who like the amount of ownership Casey takes on any project or anything. So Casey, shout out to you. You are the queen of everything. You still are behavior bitch too. Don't like get ahead of yourself or anything. <laughs> but you are just the fucking best. Thanks. I love you. Honestly, I, um, I, just, I just feel like if there's any time like you're, someone's going through something that like, and I know you and I know that you feel guilty all the time and I hate that. So like anything I can do to make it easier on you is like, the best. And then it feel, makes me feel good. And it's like intrinsic motivation um, to keep doing it. So of course. And I get to watch Baby K on the NICU little channel every morning. I'm like, what's he doing? Like, Oh yeah. So, so guys, we will be referring to him as Baby K until he comes home, gets his circumcision, which we call a bris in the Jewish world. And that's when the name will be announced. But until then, it is Baby K to everyone. And you don't have to try guess his name. It's K because Eliron's last name is Kahlon. So every single person was trying to guess a K name, but it's Baby K because of the last name Kahlon. But you guys can still try guess names if you want. Go for it. Have fun. It's the cutest name. I love it. And then, and honestly, one day we're going to tell Baby K the story that I, I don't even think you want to share on this podcast of when you and I went for that walk and what happened to you. <laughs> when I shit my pants? Yeah. <laughs> That had nothing to do with Baby K. I know, but it was like so funny. It was like you were – no, it was because you were so constipated. You must have taken Miralax or something. And we were walking and I can't even explain to you. I was dying. All of a sudden she stopped and she's like, oh! (laughs) And and we had to keep walking another block to get home too. And you were like waddling. With like a shit in my pants. Guys, 
She's had a rough. She has a rough, a lot of health issues. Just a lot of stuff going on. But a lot of stuff going on. But I'm here, and you know what? If I didn't shit my pants, I'd have no stories to tell you guys. So <laughs> you're welcome. So all right. So today, and we had planned this podcast like a long time ago. It's something we've talked about a lot. Um, it just a topic of loneliness um, and how it's such an epidemic, especially now in this like hyper-connected society we live in. Um, and then add in COVID and how, you know, it's just been so isolating. And we kind of like looked up some research and talked about it, but we realized if we were feeling this way, we're probably not the only ones feeling this way. Um, and it is such an interesting feeling because I feel like surrounded by thousands of you on Instagram, on Facebook, and the collective when we teach, um, even with the team at SNABA, and it still doesn't take away that I feel lonely sometimes, or it's like waiting for that next text, waiting for that next like Instagram message, like so kind of just, it's a very weird thing, but it's, there's research behind it, like how this loneliness is affecting people. Yeah. And especially I think, so Casey and I, we did really decided we were going to do a podcast on this, if you remember, when Casey's actually come to Dallas two times in like, I want to say like a month and a half, unless I'm making that up. I might yeah, be making it up. Um, yeah, I've come, yeah. No, in the last like two months, I've been out twice. The first time was a, like a planned one to come and see you um, and get work done. The second one was a very spur of the moment because we had that whole shipping debacle. Coloring so. book. Yeah, the coloring book came out. That was dramatic. <laughs> Uh, exactly. And so, but when Casey and I saw each other, it had been over a year and we were like, oh my God, it is so fucking cool to see someone. Oh my God. And Casey started having this like behavioral cusp of like realizing like, oh my God, what happened? You were, she was like, I realized I've been alone for so long. Yeah. Oh my I God. realized that I was like, other than my husband who, you know, but during like the day too, like even at work, like, but even so why I'm on zoom, right? I'm on zoom. I shouldn't feel lonely. It doesn't matter when you're home alone all day. I crave, like I would, when Matt walks in the door, I'm like, amen. There's someone to, in person, in physical person to talk to. And I also started realizing like in your household, in your family, in just the Jewish community in general, it is like a very lively um, community where people are kind of popping in and out of each other's house all day. Your family comes over, you know, your dad would just pop over like in the morning to have coffee. You're staying with your mom randomly or gal. And it was just like a revolving door or like random, you know, friends and their kids. And, um, it was so interesting because I'm like, I'm just fucking alone all day. Like n no one in my family or no one, none of my friends. And I don't know if it's just this culture again, it's like never would I ever, think of just popping into someone like my aunt's house or her just popping into mine. Casey like, was like in utter shock. I was like, I would text, ask, we'd set a plan, a date, a time, <laughs> like so structured. It's never just like, oh, hey, I'm going to swing over. Like, no. And so I, I loved it. I was definitely a shock for me because I'm like, this is so intrusive. I feel like I would be like, lose my shit. But then I started realizing it was fun and like, and it loosened me up and it took me out of my own head because I, when you sit alone all day, you, you have a lot of thoughts going on. And so I'm like, and I always would wonder, like, for me, like, when I'm prepping for a podcast or I'm prepping for class, like, because I'm home and I'm alone most of the time, I have hours to be doing it. And I am, like, early and ready. And sometimes when Liat shows up at the very last second and, like, 
I'm like, what have you been doing? Like, I think like your life is just like mine. And it's so opposite. You've probably done like 45 million things with 50 different people on different phone calls and different this and that. And like, you're like kicking your dad out at the last second. Like, it's just so, for me, I was like, wow. And it really made me realize like, how can I come back and, and not like, what can I, behaviors can I engage in to stop feeling so like lonely? Or like, how can I change? And the office was one of them. Like going to a space where other people are working around me. So like, when I walk out to like the common room, there's like a shared kitchen. There's other people. I've met an OT who has like a little practice. There's a massage therapist. Um, the guys next to me. Oh my God, me, get close with the massage therapist, dude. Seriously. The guys next to me run like a outdoor um, clothing company. So like having conversations with people that are in real life. And that's the difference. Is yes, that we're on Zoom all day with all kinds of people. There's nothing like an in-person conversation to make you dude. feel like I can talk to humans. It's so interesting. And like an environment change is so important. I mean, like even for you, like the idea, like even when I was just in the hospital for 12 days, whatever, I'm like, there is no word left in this fucking room for me to like, I'm like, okay. So I go from the bed to the couch. To the couch, to the bed, to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I had C. diff, I was mo- mostly in the bathroom. But like, I was like, I'm losing my fucking mind. That's how it was they- in my apartment. I mean, I just would get up in the morning. I would, you know, make my bed, brush my teeth. Sometimes be like, why do I even need to take a shower? Like, no one sees right. me. Yeah. I don't need to like, I mean, I'd work out. Yes, that was st- stated. You're in my always routine. good about that. Yeah. But then I would just sit there and work, be like on my computer and then I'd get up and be like, oh, I should probably do the litter or the dishes or all this random stuff in the house that when you're home, working from home in your home and, and you don't have a designated office, right? Like I'm in my living room, in my kitchen. It's all like there is that you just start. And then I'd start pacing around of like getting up to take a break or a lunch break. Like then it would be like, oh, let's, I have house stuff I need to do. I need to sweep, blah, blah, blah. Like it just, there's no separation for you to differentiate, right? To be able to have differentiation in your routine. So now like when I come and my husband texted me yesterday, my first day here, it was like 11. And he's like, did you go home yet? And I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm in my office to be in my office. But of course, then I did pop in at noon to see the kitties. It was, it's a rough transition for not being home with them all day. I love them so much. So, but yeah, um, there, I, there was a study that I do want to talk about because of how actually, um, debilitating and what I'm trying to think of the word, but like loneliness Wait, before is. you do the study, can I just do the behavioral principles just because like the robot is coming out? I feel it like he's like trying to pop out of my uh, voice box right now. Guys, I'm like really awkward since the baby. Just give me a fucking break. I'll, I'll be back <laughs> soon. All right. Here are the behavioral principles. We have unconditioned reinforcers, conditioned reinforcers, motivating operations, private verbal behavior, Natural selection, environmental manipulations, and there's going to be a lot more ofs, but we had to, you know, start with something. All right, Case, go ahead. Tell us some of the research. So there's a uh, psychology professor um, at Brigham Young University. Uh, her name's Julian, Juliana, I can't, I don't know which, how she goes by. I don't really know her, but Holt <laughs> Lunston. And uh, this was done in 2015. It was a meta-analysis of 70 papers involving more than 3.4 million participants 
followed over an average of seven years. The study found that a lack of social connections was a great was as great a risk factor for early death as smoking 15 cigarettes a day, and that it constitutes a greater risk than such lifestyle risk factors as obesity and lack of exercise. Other recent studies have connected loneliness and social isolation with a range of health problems, including heart attacks, strokes, drug abuse, alcoholism, anxiety, and depression. And I feel that through and through with the anxiety part of it. And like when you're alone with your private verbal behavior, that, and when we had Madi on saying that, you know, that private verbal behavior is some of the most self-injurious behavior, it really is. Like the things that like, and just switching that mindset, switching that mind talk of like, like I said in the beginning, I'm not good enough. I, you know, I don't deserve this. Like those are like killers. And so when you're alone all day, that is hard. So how do you don't have those like behavior chain interruptions either? <laughs> I like that. No, you don't. Like where someone's like, and I actually told my aunt, I was like, you should come. I have a, a it's big enough where I could have another desk in here. And uh, she works from home. And so I, I pitched it to her the other day. I'm like, why don't you just come? Like not even every day, but a couple days or something, and just have I'll have like an office mate where it's like again, yeah, someone to like just a presence, a physical presence. I think is also no words even have to be said between the two of us. Like just no, you could be doing totally different work just to like feel mm-hmm. someone else there. Uh, so important. I mean, and this study. I mean, this is huge. I mean, well, like, look so, at this one too. Are you gonna? Can you talk about the one, uh, the loneliness, human nature, and the need for social connection? Yeah. So, if we go back to our Psych One Hundred and One classes, anyone? Um, this is before you were probably in your ABA classes. So, but we don't want to leave out these big ass psychologists like Maslow. Um, you guys know Maslow and his hierarchy of needs. So, he talks about the basic human needs, right? And obviously, within behaviorism, we talk about our unconditioned reinforcers of like shelter, uh, sleep, oxygen, water, food. Um, On Maslow's hierarchy of basic human needs, he put the need for close relationships as one of the actual basic human needs, um, the the need for love and belonging, along with things like food and sheltered, shelter, not sheltered, um, and shelter, because, and I know maybe we don't put it as one of our primary reinforcers, but I, I do think it is really it is such an important thing. Like I have watched my grandmother who's in South Africa and by watched, I mean talked to her on the phone, like over this, uh, this, you know, this lockdown and they do not have the vaccine yet in South Africa. And like it has literally been so detrimental to her health in terms of like her mental health, her like like as I've like spoken to her over this time, I mean, obviously there's other confounding variables. Like she is getting older as she is there, like in a in a um like a living facility. But they have not had the same activities. They haven't had their same things. Like she always would go get her hair done every week, like get it styled every week. That's like her thing. Or her nails done. Like she hasn't done any of that. And you really see the effect it's had on her. Like when I talk to her, like not everything's making sense anymore. She's like, just come over or something. And I'm like, Gaga, you know I live in 
I'm in Dallas. You're in South Africa. Um, or like things that are – like people are literally losing it due to this loneliness and lack of connectivity. And it is and, – and I think like just hearing about these studies, it's showing that it's like – I mean, they're comparing it to cigarette smoking or like obesity. Heart, leading to heart, obesity, heart attacks. Like, I mean – it really like loneliness does kill like what as what's what they're putting it as and so i think that talking about this today and we wanted to like also humanize it and realize that it's it's not just people who are like oh i'm someone i have no friends i'm lonely blah 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 it's like it's the most social butterflies themselves like casey and i i'd say like we are pretty fucking connected like i don't even know how to disconnect um well, also, like, think about, um, like, how social media, like, Facebook could be to blame um, because, like, we are substituting these online connections for actual relationships and also creating this illusion, like, you have so many followers, which means you must, you know, have all the, you're so popular, you all these friends, it's like, we don't know any of them, like, in reality, like, a lot of people that have a lot of followers, like, it doesn't mean that that's going to, like, give you this like sense of like not being lonely when you do feel lonely and also like you see your people posting things and then you think oh I know I do I'm not doing enough I like this person went to this many CEUs and I I did I missed it because I was working or something like that and like the again comparison is the thief of joy um which I'm sure we said a million times on here um but just that constant comparing when you go to check and I have tried to really really back off of social media for my mental health um it's great for some things and not great for other things. But there is um, there's this book, Liat, um, that we looked up. It's called Loneliness, Human Nature, and the Need for Social Connection. I'm literally by, looking at it right now and, like, look the different parts of it. And I John, love what they said. John Kakio. There's no way we're going to get this Popo. Right. <laughs> no, we're not going to get it right. Kakiopo. Maybe Kakiopo? he'll listen and he'll call us and tell us what his name is. Oh, yeah. Maybe this could be another Scott Tillema. Tillema. Sorry, Scott. Um, situation. Yeah. Dude, I love what that says. What, are you about to say it about the natural selection? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So, John Kakiopo po, <laughs> argues um, in his book, uh, he wrote this 2008 book called Loneliness, and he talks about that arguing that loneliness is a reflex honed by natural selection. So what does that mean? So he talks about loneliness. He's saying, since early humans, it would have been a disadvantage to be isolated from a group, right? Like in talking about, if we're actually talking about selectionism and survival of the fittest, you know, Darwinism, any of that. Um so it's actually showing that, like, as a survival mechanism, we need to be part of a group. This actually goes back to our trending episode, if you remember back, like, five ever ago. Um, we talk about, like, why people would want to follow a trend to be part of a group. It's actually, like, a survival thing. And it actually happens for loneliness as well that we want – It's it's so it, it kind of does give a further argument for Maslow adding in this um, – this uh, need for interaction as one of the basic uh, components on the hierarchy of needs that he creates. Because it's saying like, 
it, it literally was needed for survival. Like if you were alone, you weren't going to survive out there if there was big animals or, you know, threats to your safety or anything along those lines. So you need to be in a pack or a, a group. And so like it, it's kind of, you know, that idea that we've needed this for survival over time. So it's not just this like, oh, it'd be nice to be with someone else. It's actually like the idea that we need other people around to meet that basic human need. And I, th I think that's huge because I think a lot of us often look at it, especially maybe as behavior analysts, like we know we have our memorized, what is it, like the nine primary reinforcers or something, you know, mm -hmm. and look at this as like, oh, well, this is just like a pair, like social reinforcer or like a, you know, conditioned reinforcer. It's not something that, and it's something that I think we actually all need. Well, there's this, um, there was an, an, another study that looked at actual uh, functional magnetic resonance imaging. So basically some type of MRI um, that the emotional region of the brain um, activated when a person experience, experiences rejection in that same area activates um, when you experience physical pain. So basically the same area is activating when you are rejected, so feeling lonely, or when you're experiencing physical pain. So that is really interesting. Um, and it's also like not truly like known like exactly how loneliness links up with health issues. Um, but like there's been studies by NASA on how years of isolation and confinement um, can cause just such cognitive and behavioral issues. Um, but again, if you think about it, if you're feeling lonely, you're going to probably engage in some crap-ass behaviors, like maybe not eating right, maybe not working out, maybe drinking too much, sleeping too much, um, and just slowly becoming more and more isolated. And these habits can have like serious long-term effects on your, um, your body and your mental health. Um, and I think that they're both equally important, your physical body and your mental um, health. And so... Let's talk, let's not be so depressing anymore and let's talk about some alternate behaviors that you can engage in um, or replacement behaviors for if you are feeling lonely. And if you're feeling lonely, you're probably, no, you're not. You're not alone, all right? And sometimes you don't even know why. You're like, but I have all these people around me. It doesn't matter. That's not how you judge or measure how lonely you are. Um, it's a feeling and it's something that you should also um, not be like afraid to say. Right. And you probably are having private verbal behavior about it. And you know what? A lot of other people are feeling it too. So, and I know it might have seemed depressing because we're going study to study, but I want you guys – also why we did it is because it did not take a lot of research to find these studies. Like you could literally type in like loneliness and – Actually, the I first mean, thing that popped up in Google when I said um, things to do when you're feeling, the first thing that come up was lonely. Then it was like it was? angry, depressed, like – yeah, anxious. But first thing was lonely. Maybe because I've been searching loneliness, but I don't know. It was literally just the first thing that came up. Um, but there's like, you know, there's always things that we can do and it might not make things better right away. But you know what? You, you have to start somewhere. So the first thing, uh, one of the things we saw um, that you can do is filling your room um, with music or sound. And I was like, when Leon said that, I'm like, holy shit, you know what? Like, I don't know why I don't do it every morning, but, you know, sometimes I'm just not feeling it. But the mornings I wake up and before I get out of bed, say, Alexa, play, like, 
chill hits or morning music or new country. Those are what I listen to. Um, I'd pop out of bed with like a sprit, like a, what do you call it? Sprig in my step? Or with a, like a spring chicken. <laughs> you know, I don't know how to do sayings. Uh, with like a pep in my step. What is that? Oh, I turned Alexa on. <laughs> Alexa off. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I was like, what is that noise? Like, right when I said it, my room filled with music. So I was saying that on the days that I do turn her on, I'm not going to say her name. She, she, she'll, she who shall not be named. I realized looking just, I had to recognize my own behavior. I'm like, oh my gosh, I get up. I get my morning routine done faster. I am smiling. I don't scroll through social media as much. And on the mornings that I don't, which I, again, now that I recognize this, I will be doing it every day. Um, I find myself aimlessly scrolling and like missing, like I'll brush my teeth and then look at my phone and like just slowly getting through not being as productive with my morning. Um, and I did recognize also when I went out to Texas, another thing, which is why I came home and started doing it. But every single morning at the Cajon household, Eliron says to elect before he even gets out of bed, I'm not saying her name, says to that lady, um, whatever song he wants <laughs> says to, to hear, that says whatever song he wants to hear. And it's just like a fun morning when you wake up like that. And Alexa, know, Play Don't Touch My Truck. <laughs> and so it's just, so that one, it, instantly I know that I feel better in my office. Having that is super helpful. Um, and that's like a slight manipulation to the environment, right? Yeah. Like just having that music. They say you could also do it with podcasts. There's these girls called the Behavior Bitches. They are fucking hilarious. If you want to feel like you're hanging out with them, you could totally hang out with them anytime and just listen in. And honestly, I do hope that anyone here listening does feel that way when they do tune in. Like, we are here for you. Hopefully, everything we talk about is relatable and, you know, you can, whether you relate more to Liat or to me, I don't care, but hopefully one or both. Um, but yeah, so podcast, um, tr- I mean, news, I guess, but like, gosh, that could be really No, the, the news is like day. fucking depressing also. That's like lonely. It's like, wah, 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 watching sad, like what's going on alone and like, Dude, when you talk to people, like, like that's the thing with, like, news is depressing too. So I think it's, like, I take back the news thing. Anyways, the yeah, next thing. Yeah, do you thing, regret that? Yeah, I totally regret it. Um, okay, cool. Thanks. Ellen, cut that part out. Okay. The other Wait, thing. Put it can, in. It's fine. <laughs> the other thing is staying connected with family and friends. So I know that it sometimes is a high response effort to um, to, to stay connected, to send a text, to make a phone call. But those are all really, um, easy behaviors that you probably have in your repertoire. So go ahead and send that text to your friend you haven't spoken to in six months. Go ahead and pick up the phone and have a conversation. My aunt has recently been calling me a lot, like randomly. We usually just text, but I've been just getting phone calls and I'm like, it's always, I think it's something she needs. And it's like, just a conversation. Like, how are you? It's like, oh, cool, and like shoot the shit for a little while, and then it's like, again, feel better. Um, and you also never know who could need it, right? Like that could, that text that you sent could have just like changed someone's entire day, um, totally. and yours as well. Um, all right, what do you have? What, what things that you like? I like this next one. I think we both are these type of people. Um, okay, next one. Make the most of your interactions and. This is so important. Um, 
because, I mean, as someone, let's say, okay, like I just came out of the hospital, right? And loneliness is something I think about a lot in the hospital, especially. I mean, especially like with regulations now, like who you could have in your room, you could have one person, whatever it is. And um, when I am in the hospital, I have to say, I know those nurses are having the best time of their life. Like with you as a patient, yes, yes. I like, like, I mean, aside from the fact that this last time they had to like literally just do like bedpans of shit nonstop. You're not their favorite. You might think that. (laughs) No, but I know that the nurses are having a good time when I'm there because I am literally entertaining them, and I'm not talking about the shitting. That is like, so you have to do a lot more pairing, you know? Okay, like I'm so sorry you have to clean my shit, whatever it is, because but you you're able to pair. The thing is. When you do get these, right, so like a nurse is coming in to see me and my, especially this last time, I had really limited visitation because I had C. diff. They have to like dress up as if you're like you have COVID every time they come in, you know, with like the full like gowns and the whatever. Um, So like you're excited when someone comes in to see you. And so like really making the most of those interactions, you know, so I mean, now I I feel like I have all these nurses that I loved. And by the way, I brought them all gifts after because I like love the nurses who took care of me. Um, Didn't you fill out like reinforcement cards? Oh like, my God. No shit. Yes. Feedback. Okay. So at the hospital, they have these things called packed forms and it's like on the main front desk. And every time like I'd have a good interaction with like a nurse or something, I'm like, listen, I need you to do something for me right now. I need you to go to the desk, like the front desk of this floor and I need you to bring me a packed card. And I need you to write your name spelled correctly on it. And it's basically if you like caught a nurse or a staff member doing something really great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I don't know which patients are actually like thinking at the time, like let me go like acknowledge this person for what they've done or whatever it is. Like, even and, in all your pain, like that is what you think of. You're like texting me, I'm in agony. And like then a p- I'm filling uh, out pack cards. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny um, that you say that the way you start – this is such a – and this is a side note, but like the way you start things like that I need you to go do – and it's like you've done this with me before and it's so funny. I always think it's going to be something like self-serving to you, like selfish. Like I uh-huh. need you – and it is never – it is always something like that is going to benefit me. And you do – it's so funny the way you just – I recognize The way I ask for it. Is that – do I do that? <laughs> you do. You do it to me all the time. I'm like, ugh. And I like start rolling my eyes like, what does this bitch want me to do today? And it's always something like for me. Like I need you to go and I – and I'm like, oh boy, okay, what? And then she's like, I need you to go and go to this website and sign up for this massage or something like that, like randomly, like for me. And I was like, oh my God, like just so sweet. So anyways, that was just a personality trait I noticed about you. Well, really, thank you so you're much. Selfless. You're selfless. Nice um, what I was saying to uh, Liat was that even my interactions, um, and they are still very limited, but the cable guy came to put internet in my office and I was like so excited. And, you know, most people would have just, I, I came down, there was nothing in my office. I didn't know where to sit. I didn't have a computer with me. And she banged him. <laughs> no, <I did>. Frank. <laughs> and I was like, um, he's like, you don't have to stay, ma'am. Like he was a nice six, like in his sixties. You don't have to stay. I can do this. Like, and then I was like, no, 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 it's okay. I'll hang out. And I started to small talk with him, and he was looking out the window. He's like, wow, these are nice. Like you, you, you live on the water. I'm like, yeah, my husband and I just got a boat. And he's like, there's docks out here. That's so cool. And uh, I found out where he lived. 
by the end of it, I had gotten, um, told him this cute coffee shop to go get a coffee. He called me. He asked for my, per- like, he was like, can I have, I'll give you my personal number because he wants him and, him, him and his wife to come up here and go on our boat this summer. <laughs> like, literally the sweetest. So, like, making the most of your interaction. Same thing at, like, any time I'm at a grocery store or the drive through It's like, how are you? Like, ask, truly ask someone how they are, right? And it, usually they look up, like, shocked that you that care. So, like, if we could all do that, it'd be a lot better. A lot better. And it's a sense of, like, connection that even though it's not someone that you may know or have a lifelong relationship with, those small interactions can still be meaningful. Um, and the other thing is to get outside. Like, go for a walk. Um, it's so good for you to just get fresh air for your circadian rhythm to like have sunlight and have vitamin D and like go outside, go to Trader Joe's. Like those cashiers are the happiest people ever. They are so nice. They are like notorious for being just like good energy. Like go to Trader Joe's. It's essentially like free therapy. Seriously. And I was going to say, even if you go outside, you might have an opportunity to talk with someone, even if you don't, it's still beneficial, but you never know. You may, right? Even if it's just a high and a nod and like a acknowledging presence of someone passing by on the street. Um, I, my biggest pet peeve is people, when you walk past someone and they don't acknowledge you. Like, I don't understand how a human can do that without feeling so rude. Like, like just, a, it doesn't have to be even vocally, just like a head nod or a little wave or like whatever. There's this guy that stands up at our crosswalk and I'm sure he has, you know, some stuff going on, but he uh, just stands there to wave at cars, and, and if you people pass by, he's like, bless you, have a wonderful day. Just like the happiest guy in the world, and I don't know, we need more people like that. Um, another thing, and I just thought about this too, because I am obsessed with work, I'm a workaholic, and I realize that I need to start incorporating things that are not just um, work into my life. And I was like, oh, you know what? I went back to my old organization and I'm like, you know what? That'd be really cool to have an opportunity to be on a board of someone I felt, uh, organization I feel passionate about or volunteer um, and just getting yourself out of your comfort zone and looking for opportunities to be out with people. Um, and that's kind of just something that I feel like is a pretty, again, easy behavior. Not saying that these are all, they could be easy for me, but not easy for others. So it all depends, but, and then this last one that I will end on, but like, I really did feel is that connecting with yourself, really though, like stopping and just checking in with yourself and being your own kind of like friend and being gentle with yourself and not stopping that, you know, not sorry, stopping that negative self-talk. Um, sometimes you just need to remind yourself that you are, you know, you have it inside of you to do these things and just to remind yourself that you're not alone. Um, and then smile. Just, it's so easy. Lift those corners of your mouth up. So easy to smile, even if you don't feel like it. Um, facial feedback theory, your feelings will follow the behavior. And I love to smile. So (laughs) it's my favorite. You, I love smiling. It's like totally my favorite. <laughs> it's like my favorite. It's like, it's like something so fun for me. And I also love to cry. I love crying too. I cried last and, night in class. And I love crying and I love smiling and I'm Casey <laughs> and I love to cry and scream and cry. Guys, she's just the best. She's too easy, like easy a target. Guys, but this is really – Guys, hopefully you have – 
when you've listened to this episode, you're feeling not alone in the idea of loneliness that like no matter how busy you are, no matter what a life you have, no, no matter how much how many social media followers or anything along those lines that you have, loneliness is real AF and I want you to know that you're not alone. And hopefully as things, the vaccine gets out, things are getting more opened up, um, you're able to do more activities with a little more comfort. Um, and just realizing that you're not alone. We are totally here for you. Hopefully you can take advantage of any of the activities we have. I know online is not the same and I completely agree. And trying to use all these different online events to be like the equivalent, it's not the same because it's ultimately you still are in the same environment, right? Like watching them from wherever you are. But hopefully you can engage in some of these replacement behaviors. And how about if you do, whatever behaviors you choose, tag us on Instagram of what you're doing to not be so lonely. We would love to see. I'm going to start sharing some of the things that I'm going to do. Because after this, I'm going to go for a walk. And I'm going to go see my child. Yeah, I said my child. You're a I'm trying to get that in my head. I'm trying to get that in my head. She's so funny. I'm like, you're just like, I'm a mom. You call me in the morning like, I don't feel like it. And I'm like, you are. I have to remind her every day. You're a mom. You're a mom. It's like, it's so I'm like, dude, the doctor called me and they said they want to talk to me about baby K, fill in the blank. And I'm like, okay, hold on. Let me like call my mom on three-way or something. That's like what I was thinking. (laughs) Like I literally was like, okay, hold on. I'm not qualified for this. Yeah. I literally was like thinking, I'm like, okay. Then I'm like, dude, they're, they're calling to talk to me. Like what the fuck? And then yesterday, this is my last thing, I was like in the NICU room with him and mm-hmm. I realized that there was a – or no, he, he – oh, I was, on, I was actually on FaceTime with you. Yeah. He had peed through mm-hmm. his uh, swaddle and like his outfit, diaper and whatever. And I'm like, okay, Casey, like do I change his diaper or do I like call the nurse to change it? Like I also don't really know. Like it's a pee. So like do I – use wipes or do I, like, <laughs> because they they were showing me that he had a rash and he has these special water wipes and so I'm like trying to act chill like yeah yeah I'm a mom yeah whatever but I also like have no fucking idea what I'm doing so like I'm like literally like I see like I had this like huge private verbal behavior conversation in my head of like do I ask for help about changing this pee diaper or do I not like I'm like, just you don't want to be also like these or... preemie babies are like tiny and like have cords and stuff so you're like a little more nervous but anyways guys so yeah I'm a I'm a I'm a mom yeah that's me <laughs> we're gonna bitch, make her mom. say it she's a new mama bitch all right everyone it was great to finally record again it has been like a month since we've done any podcast um we love you all. Thank you for tuning in. Um, we have some awesome guests that we were supposed to record with in April that we have to had to push back, but now we get to reach out to all of them again. So, and we have a whole list of people. So we're so excited. Um, again, if you ever know anyone cool, um, send them. If you our are way. someone cool. If you are, yep. You are cool though. Just know that. So, um, yeah. And I think that's it. We'll wrap up on that note. Guys, thanks for letting us come back to you. This is Casey and I coming back together. I feel um, like back to normal right now. I have felt so out of sorts with like this 
routine that we've always been in with the, like at least the a couple podcast. podcasts a week. I know. I'm like, it's, it's weird. So yeah, I'm happy. I'm so happy. Guys, we're so effing happy. Guys, thanks for tuning in. You know where to find us. You can find us on Instagram at Behavior Bitches Podcast, Facebook at Behavior Bitches Podcast. You could find us at behaviorbitches.com. And as always, love ya. Mean it. Hey guys, it's Liat. And Casey. We just want to take a second to let you know that if you're thinking of being a millennial like us and starting your own podcast, there is a way. You can do your show without having to become an audio editing and production wizard. Because guess what? We don't know shit with that. But we have Alan at Pretty Easy Podcast who helped us get started. He records our shows. He posts them. He adds awesome, awesome music and cool shit when we don't even know what he's doing. He sends us teaser episodes. He does it all. We just sit here and friggin' talk. We shoot the shit and you can record from home, your office, the park, a bathroom stall at work. It doesn't matter. He provides the complete podcast studio. All you need is a microphone and you're good. Alan caters to your schedule and gives you a producer for your show at your beck and call. He has been super flexible with our schedule. Whenever we need him, we go to Google Calendar. We just book him. And he does all the hard work. It's like so incredibly easy. That's why it's probably called Pretty Easy Podcast. So be heard and have some fun podcasting like us. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com today. 